the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To have him along with us. How are things in D.C. today, Congressman? It's pretty morning in D.C., Dave. I understand it's raining back home, though. Yeah, we got major thunderstorm coming over right now, but it's going to clear up. We're going to have a pretty day today, high of 86 degrees. Tomorrow, blue skies, lots of sun, 90 degrees, perfect, uh, you know, uh, Arkansas day, to be honest. We're, I mean, we're not that far from summer. We're supposed to be in the 90s now. It's supposed to be getting hot. So uh, I'm looking yeah, forward to hot, it. Hot, hot and humid. It is humid in D.C. It gets it gets very humid up here in the swamp. Yeah, there's a reason <laughs> they call it a swamp because it was built in a swamp. Yeah, that's a true. That's a true it's, story. Yeah. By the way, Happy Flag Day. Yeah, Happy Flag Day. Uh, good day to recognize old glory and uh, uh, forget about a lot of other flags. Yeah did you did you hear about what happened at the VA? I mean, you were. You were all over that last week. Somebody stole the uh, pride flag that they took down uh, off the flagpole, and we checked in. In fact, Jimmy called them personally, and they said they're putting another. They put they have put another one up again. Yeah, they put it. I got a message over the weekend that that some people are excited that uh, the flag was taken down the VA, and I thought, well, they didn't take it down. So I got a hold of the chief of staffs office, and and Saturdays. Somebody who I'd love if you if you're out there hit me up. I'm not going to turn you in. I just want to buy you a beer. And, <laughs> and uh, t- went took it upon themselves went up right up to the flagpole took, took it, it down. down. Yeah, they took it down. But they're going they're having they're buying a new one and putting it up. It's up. It's back. It's up. up it's up and fluttering. Uh, what did the now? You talked about this last uh, last Wednesday. What did the head of the VA say? He admitted to you that he was the one who gave them the okay to do this, right? Yeah, and he was happy about it. He was, uh, I guess he was wanting a, a pat on the back, but, um, you know, he's uh, he's hacked a lot of people off. Yeah. And, and we do have his appropriation coming up here before long, so uh, I'm sure there's going to be some efforts to give up cut administrative salaries, uh, which I think they'd be better off without this guy anyhow. Yeah, I would agree with that. I can't see that he's done anything good. I haven't seen veteran services improve or anything under his leadership. Well, that's not even his forte, is it? I I don't know what his background is. (laughs) Well, he was chief of staff at at one point, but I mean, it's, it's like we put, it's like putting Pete Buttigieg in charge of transportation. We put people in charge of things, or we don't, Biden has, that they don't know anything about what they're running. Yeah. Well, his thing is, of course, talking about pride and I'm sure after they take down the pride flag at the end of this month, and I, I still don't know how it became pride month and not just pride day, but the bottom line is that they're going to take that down, and then then they'll be talking about how it's all, you know, uh, climate change. Oh yeah, anything that's happened to be it'll be climate change then. So let's let's talk a little bit, Congressman. We got some good things to talk about. Your thoughts about what went down yesterday with uh, former President uh, Trump? 
Well, I think anybody can look at it um, from a from a macro level and say this looks like a uh, unequal application of the law here. Um, but I mean, if you him taking classified documents to Mar-a-Lago was was not right. Just like it wasn't right for Joe Biden to take them or Mike Pence to have one or Hillary Clinton to have the the stuff on her her laptop, but. For this Justice Department um, to what looks like a, a blatant uh, unequal application of the law, it's it's very concerning. I know there's a uh, uh, it's just enraged people more up here on the Republican side uh, with with what we're seeing out of the Justice Department. But I mean, if you take it in a in a vacuum, I believe it was it was a a grand jury that looked at the information and said, yeah, this was wrong, there should be charges. Uh, but um, in, in a macro level, look at all the other stuff that's going on and look at the fact that this is, uh, according to polling right now, more than likely going to be Joe Biden's opposition in the next uh, election. And for him to use the judicial department to go after his political opponent I mean, there's a lot of negative ramifications around this. Yeah, we just uh, we talked about that first half hour of the show. I think they've played right into uh, Trump's hands on this one. Yeah, I I wouldn't be a bit surprised that it doesn't help him out. You know, the first one, the the joke up in Manhattan that they tried to pull off, uh, that played into his hands, and I think this will uh, turn on them as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and uh, I keep reminding the folks that listen to this show from the left, and there's a lot of them, and uh, they don't call in because they know that they don't stand a chance in a debate, but the bottom line is that uh, their problem is going to be you can indict somebody, but you got to prove that they're guilty. And, and there's, a, there's a pattern here, Dave, and... It sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's, it is a, a pattern. Um, the Oversight Committee got the memo from the FBI on Thursday, and they indict Trump on Friday. Yes. So, I mean, this is a very uh, condemning piece of information that the Oversight Committee's got um, <clears throat> into, on the Bidens. And all of a sudden, the news cycle just totally changes and, and gets off of that. You know, the day we passed H.R. 1, our, we, our number one priority in the House, we passed this bill. Um, we had the press conference about noon. I went to the airport and flew to Atlanta. By the time I got, by the time I landed in Atlanta, that Manhattan uh, D.A. had indicted Trump. So it's just like anytime there's negative press going out about Democrats, it seems like the Justice Department steps in and changes the whole uh, media narrative. Well, that's because... And you, you see that other times in the past, too. Well, you know what they... You know, I had a microphone at, in the press room of the White House that day when they were announcing that, and they've been announcing these other things, and here's what I heard. Food fight! Yeah, food fight. <laughs> All right. I mean... That, that's exactly what's going on. Congressman, let me let me ask you this. Take the names out of the equation. Take Trump's name out. Take Biden's name out. 
Talk about how bad these type of tactics are for all Americans, liberal Americans, conservative Americans, the folks just sitting home. These type of tactics, tell us how that, that how bad that is for overall America. Well, look at the preamble to the Constitution. It says, we the people of the United States, in order to perform a more perfect union, establish justice. Like, this whole government is built on the concept of justice. And if you're undermining the, the justice system, then we have major structural problems with our government. So, you know, what follows after establishing justice is to ensure domestic tranquility. So if, if, you, if there's no sense of justice in the country, then the next thing, there's not going to be any domestic tranquility, and it gets, it gets worse from there. So it's, uh, it's very damaging to our country if there's two standards of justice, and it looks like that's what's happening. And again, it's not uh, – you take it in a vacuum did, uh, and look at the indictment and, you know, 37, 39 counts of whatever with, with classified documents, that's not right. It, it's, it, it shouldn't have happened. It should never – classified documents should remain classified and in a secure place for the, the future of our country. But it's, uh, it's not applying that, uh, that equally across the board. And it really, I think, sits wrong with people. And it gives people a lot of mistrust in what's happening with the government. Well, I, I tell you what, the thing I do get tired about is the left media always talking about saving our democracy. They're not saving our democracy. We're saving our republic. There is a total right. difference between the two. And I wish that they would figure out what the difference is because it's, it, it's really important. Our guest is Congressman Bruce Westerman. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, finish up with him, and uh, make yourself comfortable there, Congressman. We'll be right back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Asset Protection uh, Wealth Management. They're a brand-new sponsor of the Dave Ellswick Show. We welcome Gary Garrison. uh, Stands behind our show and the things that we uh, promote here on the air, and we're glad to have him as uh, one of our main spokespeople as well. And uh, he'll be on my show on the 27th. You won't want to miss that. Because if you're getting ready for retirement or you are retirement or, or are in retirement, you want to make sure that your retirement strategy is working for your benefit. You want to make sure that the money you got in retirement is going to last till you're out of retirement, which means this, you're going to be taking a dirt nap. But... You want to make sure that you got enough money to live on during that whole time that you go between when you retire and when you move on. So keep that in mind. They're located at 11300 North Rodney Parham Road in Suite 320. Give them a call and set yourself up with Gary to have a free consultation and make sure you're on the right path for your retirement. You can call them at one five zero one two two five. 9045. That's 1501 9045. All right, back with you. It is uh, about nine minutes until eight o'clock. So if you've got to be to work at eight, you know, you can speed up a little bit, but be careful out there. It's been raining hard across Little Rock. 
means that, uh, you know, you can hide your plane pretty easily out there on the highway. So do be careful. We want you to get to wherever you're going and want you to be back to be part of the Dave Ellswick show so that we can give you the antidote for wokeism right here on the Dave Ellswick show. Our uh, guest right now is uh, Congressman uh, Bruce Westman, District 4. Congressman, yesterday I read a great article. And it was about Canada. And, of course, we all know that smoke that we're seeing in the air is coming from the forest fires up in, in Canada. Was it the Borel Forest is what they call them, I think? And they yeah, have the Boreal Forest. Yeah, they have a little bit different way of uh, dealing with forests. So the, the big thing is Canada is so big, you don't have a whole lot of homes out there in, in those forests. Now, if the fires threaten a house, they will come out and, and fight the fire. If not... They just let the fires burn in their forest. Yeah, and I've been been going through this here in in DC with the uh, the meltdown of the left. You know, they're out <laughs> posting videos on the mall, yeah, the yeah, smoke in the air, talking about the world coming to the end. Uh, I think AOC <laughs> rushed out there to make a uh, end of the world video, but. It's a total misunderstanding of, of Canadian forest, and you're you're right on the right track. They're called boreal forest, and uh, you know, the oldest one you're going to find is 100 to 200 years old because they're very fire-adapted forest, and um, fires come through, and they burn them to the ground, and they sprout back up. Um, they're, uh, they're, called, they're even-aged, which means you go out there and, board the trees and count the rings and they're all going to be in the in the same stand they're all going to be in the same age because they all sprouted up at the same time because of the last fire that went through and what happened last week it just just so happened that the wind direction shifted and pushed that smoke south and east and west instead of uh you know blowing out to the northwest like the, the wind patterns normally do so uh, some some people in the East Coast realize that there's forests in Eastern Canada, and they they often burn. <laughs> uh, but they've been burning forever, and they'll yeah. continue to, to burn. And you know, there's records where a, a fire would start, and it would burn from one major river to the next major river. And they're they're just massive, massive uh, forest fires. We we still have fires like that in Can in uh, Alaska as well. Um, the fires in the lower 48 get a lot more attention, but if you look at the the amount of acreage that burns every year, it's usually in Alaska where the most acreage burns, and it's a similar type uh, forest that you've got up there in areas. So um, it's it's totally different than most of our forests in the lower 48. Uh, the closest thing you could probably come to would be the the lodgepole pine forest out in Yellowstone national park that uh, if you remember back in the 80s a third of the park burned yeah it did and 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 that that forest is on about a hundred year fire cycle on average with uh, with stand replacing fires is what they call it so it's going to burn again and it's it burns and it's a barren landscape but these the, these lodgepole pines they even have cones that the heat is what opens up the cones and causes the uh, seeds to drop in the ash, and then you get this flush of vegetation. Uh, you know, the elk population in Yellowstone went through the roof after that big fire in the 80s because you had all this young vegetation coming mm -hmm. up, and then the, the wolf population followed that, and those trees got 
got larger and the elk and the wolf population started tapering off. So fire is a very natural part of the uh, the environment in many places. But and there is forest management you can do on that, and it's what they do in, in Canada. When they cut, they clear cut because forest management mimics natural occurrences. And if you're going to mimic a stand-replacing wildfire, you go in and and clear cut the forest, but their their forests are so massive and big up there that, um, uh, and, and they do it on a rotation so that you know they're not trying to clear cut the whole forest all the time. Uh, it's a uh, it's a lot more complicated than just rushing out and saying it's climate change and the world's coming to an end. Yeah, well, that's that's what the, the uh, left does. Yeah. Now the, the 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 fires are happening earlier this year. It's drier and warmer. Than, than normal, but uh, massive forest fires in Canada are not a new phenomenon. I, I, I agree. Now, the difference between Canada and the United States is that out on the West Coast, where they see the big fires and stuff, and they see us fighting them, is because we have so many people who think they want to live in nature and don't remember that nature tries to do stuff like this. Yeah, and there is a way... Uh, with different forest types, you can manage them. Uh, look at the the Washington, the Ozark National Forest. You can go in and thin those forests and use fire as a tool to keep them health, healthy, to keep your uh, your biodiversity, your wildlife habitat. Your uh, it makes the forest uh, filter water better. It um, provides economic opportunities for those rural communities. There's all kinds of benefits when you manage. Uh, a temperate forest like we've got in Arkansas and even the forest in California and in Nevada. Uh, we passed a bill yesterday to uh, expand uh, uh, an authority we did about 10 years ago. Well, it wasn't quite 10 years ago out in the South Lake Tahoe region. And they, uh, I visited it when they first started doing the work in, I think, 2017. And visited again last summer, but the town of South Lake Tahoe would have grown up in smoke in the Caldor fire last year had that work not been done. And it's like the when you, when you say the proof's in the pudding, you can go there and see the forest management and see where the fire the Caldor fire stopped. You can go up the road a little ways to a place called Grizzly Flats where they didn't do the management and that. There's nothing left of the town. You can't even really identify that there was a, a town there. Wow. Uh, and that's the difference we're talking about. All right. We're out of time, Congressman. Thank you for so much for your uh, thoughts on former President Trump and, you know, giving us you had a degree in, in forestry from one of those highfalutin East Coast, uh, uh, you know, universities. So you got some education on that. So we'll. We'll take you. Absolutely. Maybe too much. We we appreciate you. Talk to you later. All right. We got the Dave Ellswick Show continuing. We'll talk about Hunter Biden and hear what uh, Senator Grassley had to say yesterday from the well of the Senate. On 101.1 FM, the answer. All right. Back with you. Let's move uh, to a different topic now. I've given you enough to think about, about Hunter Biden and Vice President, now President Biden. And... uh, those tapes exist. I'm just telling you, those tapes exist. Grassley hasn't gotten his hands on them yet. But they're mentioned in this 1023 
And Grassley read the un, uh, you know, the unadulterated version. He he got to see the whole thing except for just a couple of little areas that were blacked out. And then when they went to the skiff for the rest of the committee to see, they they blacked out even more stuff on it. And part of it was about the tapes that uh, that he that he found out about and that he brought up in that well. Uh, 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 speech that he gave that I I wanted you to hear and it's you, we're going to watch it because I'm going to tell you what the tapes were the downfall of a president they can be the downfall of another president too yeah there's no doubt about I that I think if 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 Grassley gets his hands on them he'll make them public because he wants to make that form 1023 public because it's 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 not been uh, shown to be top secret if, if he gets the tapes. Then ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, and CNN will not be well, able to. Well, once they wipe that. all the egg off their face, yeah. then they're going to have to deal with yeah. it. They, they won't have a choice. And like I said, and uh, Carlton Wing will understand what I'm saying here, the first question I want to be asked by the president is, what did you know and when did you stop knowing it? When did you stop knowing it? I like that. <laughs> Not saying that I want to bring Watergate back up, but still, that's that's you know, uh, I forget who who was the South the South Carolina senator who asked that. I I can see his face. I just can't think of his name right now. But that's all right. Doesn't matter. Uh, state uh, representative, we want to thank you for joining us today. Are, are, thank you. Are you get, are you getting a little bit tired of school systems pushing? the lgbtq plus plus agenda well it, it's uh it's yeah i mean the short answer yeah <laughs> it's, it's, they need to stay in their lane and and recognize what it is their purpose is to do and that's to educate our children but when we get when we cross over into these social realms um that's that's when we leave the appropriate lane now this is america everybody can have their political opinions and we encourage people to research and, and develop those political opinions. But when you're teaching our children, um, those opinions need to be uh, personal and private uh, because we're entrusting you with the next generation of Americans. And so that's, that's kind of where we are with this. I, I've got a question. So I'm, up, I'm in Bentonville right now. I've been up in Bentonville for the last few days, and uh, I, I come back down. Uh, later on today but, or tomorrow. But I'm curious, what happened at the uh, meeting last night? Well, let me turn that over to uh, Jimmy because Jimmy was there and spoke at it, and he can he can give you the full uh, nine yards on that. Go right ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, and uh, it was – there were people there from kind of both sides of the issue. Uh, it was pretty civil. You know, I think the people – that don't want the school districts doing this or just like you, Carlton, just like I'm, and in the sense that the consent was, consensus was, look, if you want to personally celebrate Pride Month or LGBTQAI Plus Month, then knock yourself out. Uh, you know, do it personally. But it's like my point. I tried to tell uh, Charles McNulty, the superintendent, and Jessica Duff, communication director, and Jessica Ray, that, you know, that's their right to personally do that. What's not their right 
is to use the district and its taxpayer funds and resources as a platform to present, promote, and celebrate their personal, social, political, or religious, religious beliefs. They didn't see it that way. They still don't see it that way. So was any decision made yesterday? No, no, nothing happened. What you had is you had a couple board, uh, about three board members that were solidly behind the post. You had the rest that uh, probably are not supporting it, but they, they're not going to say it. They, they were quiet as church mice. What's interesting, and I think we're going to play it, Carlton, I want you to hear this because Charles McNulty at the end literally tried to make the case that they would have been violating the Constitution and federal law had they not put this post up. And when I listened to that part, I went, okay, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, this is what we believe in, so we're going to do it. But when you sit there and try to fool people into thinking that you're violating a federal law if you don't put a post up supporting LGBTQ a plus 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 yeah that that you're violating federal law and the constitution that was crazy well okay so i i had a conversation with superintendent mcnulty and and we've talked over the years about various things but uh we talked obviously specifically about this and i expressed my concerns about the schools particularly the elementary and the middle schools um with with this with these posts because what it does is it seems to endorse now one of the things that was mentioned is that they post about every holiday that they he said one of the reasons is that they they'll post about this but they also post for easter and christmas and other things um and i've if you scroll through their posts i mean they they literally do every single holiday i mean it's like every month is the national whatever's month and and they'll have six or seven you know celebrating whatever profession or nationality or country or anything like that they go through and they literally do post about everything now he did acknowledge that uh the the, the verbiage in um uh, that, that was used was maybe inappropriate for elementary school kids you know and i believe they took those that text down um but my con- my contention there is, you know, we want to be staying away from things that involve these children because that's what's happened. And so one of the things also is that they've made these posts for about four years. And this is the first year that they've had significant pushback uh, on these posts. And I think I've got an opinion as to why. And, and I think it's because the parents have decided to now get fully engaged and so what i think one of the great messages is in all of this is how important it is that we engage we we need to be civically and very civilly engaged so i mean if anybody who calls uh superintendent mcnulty or any of the school board members don't if you're going to yell and 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 be real agitated with it then you will you will get your reward and it will stop right there (laughs) you know if you really want to effectuate change reach out and and explain why as a parent this concerns you that this type of material these types of messages would be shared with your five-year-old kindergartner uh, who's attending the school hey let me ask the question when did it become when did we move from pride day 
which is how all this started, to Pride Month. Do you know? I don't know. No. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, I don't get. I don't it. know who decided. I, I do not get this. It's. I understand Black History Month. I mean, I do understand that, but I don't understand Pride Month. I don't get that I at don't. all. You know, there's well, all a, of, and all of these all these months are not uh, congressional or legislative acts. I mean, we that's correct. Today, Dave Ellswick Day, and so I won't you know, stand every, against that. Yeah. You go right ahead. <laughs> and so. <laughs> You know, we we could do that, and and it, and it's just it is what it is. Every June fourteenth is going to be Dave Ellswick Day, and then we could expand that to Dave Ellswick Summer. Um, so it's it's not like these days have any kind of formality; they're just declared, and we follow along or not. Um, but what's happened here, and 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 I think this is a very crucial issue for us to understand, and I want a lot of people to to be able to hear this. Most of the people that I know constitutionally have no problem with the L, the G, and the B. Consenting adults can do what consenting adults want to do, and constitutionally you are protected. It's the T and the attempt to get to our children that has created this recent uproar. And that's why I think four years ago when they first put these posts out, nobody really had that much of a problem with it. But now what's happened socially is we have seen this radical hyper-transgenderism that is going into our schools and and the and the way that social media is accelerating this has, has woken our parents up which i think is a wonderful thing for them to be able to now step in and say okay what is appropriate and and what do i need to do to protect my children because the parental responsibility is there and companies like target are seeing that now they've crossed the line and we all know what happens when you're walking in the woods and you get in between a mama bear and her cubs. That mama bear is going to do whatever it takes to protect her cubs. And these mama and papa bears right now are waking up and receive right now with regards to what's happening with the T portion of this. And I'm just speaking about the, the, the children, how it affects the children. That's what's happening. And I think our parents need to be more aware of what is going on in all aspects of their children's lives, not just with regards to this issue, with every issue. And if it takes something like this to help our parents to be more engaged in their children's lives, then that's also a good thing. You know, in parents, I think this is what is happening. Parents are getting involved. This is a result of parents getting involved, this pushback. But I want to go back on Charles McNulty's defense saying, well, we celebrate Look at all the holidays we celebrate, okay? And I, I had an email exchange with Eli Keller, one of the school board members, and that was his argument. National Asian Heritage Month, National Nurses Month, uh, National Scottish uh, Heritage Month. And he had a whole list of them. I said, okay, well, that's real good. But, you know, we're talking about celebrating and promoting sexual preference. There's a difference <laughs> There's a big difference there. I didn't know there was a. I didn't know there was a, a heritage for sexual preference, and I did, You know how does that how does that legitimately compare to National Nurses Month? And it doesn't. It doesn't. We're ta- we're literally talking about the celebration and promotion of sexual preferences. We're talking about 
the a celebration and promotion of somebody saying that they can pick their own gender. That does not equate to National Scottish Heritage Month. No, you're right. And so what's what's happening here, and I, this is what I think is a very important issue, is that it gets back to the parents and what they want for their children and when it is appropriate for our children to be able to have these discussions. And I think we should all be able to agree that elementary school children, the, the sexualization that's taking place with these issues should not happen to elementary and middle school children. They, are, they do not need to be having those discussions in a public school setting. And that what happens is, is uh, that's what, again, our parents need to get involved so that, uh, so that they're aware of what's taking place. And then our schools need to be backing off of those topics for these children. It's, that's what has gotten these parents so upset. It's, again, it's important that we, that, you know, we, we speak in love, uh, we speak in kindness to all, we respect people who disagree with us, we respect people who act differently with us, but we do have the right to protect our children. All right, got to take a quick break. We'll come back. Carlton Wing, state representative, is our guest, and Jimmy and I will return and we'll hear from McNulty the superintendent of the school system in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about my buddy, uh, Pat Davis. Here's what I want you to do today. I'd like you to save yourself some money, or at least start saving yourself some money. Uh, He'll make sure that your health insurance uh, can be cut back by 30 to 50 percent, that you can get a plan that has no co-pays and little or no deductibles. And you know as well as I do, deductibles keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They told me on their insurance plan, last year the deductible was $1,600. This year it's $2,700. And so that means that until you meet that deductible of $2,700, you can't even touch your health insurance just the way that it is. So here you have Pat Davis ready to help you save thousands of dollars a year you know you want to make sure that your insurance company uh isn't determining whether or not you can get a test done you want to be able to take control of your health care decisions and costs and it's a perfect uh, way that you can get things taken care of if you're a self-employed uh person or an individual couple even families the rates are so good that what pat is offering here that often whole families leave their work insurance to be insured with Pat Davis and his team. What you do need to do is call them. Call them, talk to them, pre-existing conditions, to, to take care of all of that. 1-501-605-6935. 1-501-605-6935. Or you can go on the, on the Internet, Your Health Plan Man. It's one word, yourhealthplanman.com. This is the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, Congressman, not Congressman, pardon me. State future, rep, state future re, Congressman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> state Representative Carlton Wing with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show today. And, uh, hey, Carlton, we're going to play McNulty at the end of yesterday's uh, meeting so you could hear what exactly he had to say. So here we go. Um, I want to talk about the district stance on this. Uh, the district has an obligation under the Equal Protection Clause, the 14th Amendment, and the Federal Equal Access Act to treat students and clubs, and clubs and students equally. 
the district posts content related to students and student clubs. To exclude only the LGBTQ plus students or clubs from inclusion in the district's communication would to be single out those students and clubs for exclusion and would be a violation of the students and families' rights to equal access and protection. Okay. We're going to um, stop. You can stop it right there. That was, that was amazing. Here's the thing, and, and I know that I think uh, State Representative Carlton Wing knows this. Ever since the Supreme Court uh, decided on uh, Coach Williams being able to pray at a football game and whatnot, whatnot part of that decision also was what they uh, uh, everybody used to think was necessary, that you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that because it might have religion in it or, or whatever. That is out the window now. That has been done away with. So what McNulty is talking is he's talking 70s to, to 2023. Now let's just talk 2023 forward because he's wrong on the 14th Amendment there. Are, are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. I guess what concerns me is, is, is there an implication that our elementary schools in the Pulaski County Special School District have LGBT clubs? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's, that's it. And, and, and State Representative, he literally says that they – he literally is trying to make the case that they would have violated federal law if they didn't make that post. And they would not have. They would have that's before. That's crazy. Before the Williams decision – that could have been a case, but not any longer. Representative, talk about how disturbing that statement is. Well, I think what we need to recognize is, is what motivates this action and the counteractions uh, and, and statements like that is there is a genuine concern among most people of wanting to be inclusive and loving and kind to all of us who are all children of God. And so, and that is a good thing. That is a very good thing for us to be able to reach out, try to be compassionate, try to understand as best we can everybody that's on this earth. We have people who have uh, different religions, people who have no religion, people who have all kinds of preferences, people who, you know, people who like broccoli and people who don't. And so that we can... We need to be able to reach out and, and try to understand and be kind and compassionate where we can. We also have to be able to speak the truth and, and, and to be allowed to uh, speak the truth. And what has happened, I think, is a lot of these organizations, school districts, businesses, uh, feel compelled to um, be contemporary. And, and, I, and I think that's probably what's motivating uh, a lot of this. I don't think that there are LGBT clubs in the elementary schools of the Pulaski County Special School District. So I, don't, I think that argument does not apply. And one of the things that I mentioned to Dr. McNulty was those posts should be immediately taken down, especially in the elementary and the middle schools of the district, because it's, it's just not appropriate uh, for those uh, schools there. Now, on the high school level, I think it's appropriate for our high school kids to be able to have the freedom to discuss the civic issues of the day. Uh, but espousing uh, an ideology is, uh, as a school district, because what happens when you make a post like that, it does seem to imply that you are endorsing. 
And so that's where we have to say, is there a problem with endorsing National Nurses Month? Of course not. Uh, but when you, when you get into things like this on such a hot-button issue, especially with what's going on, as we mentioned, the LG and B, constitutionally, I don't know very many people who have a problem with that. But when we get into the T, and, 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 and I'm speaking specifically about the children, coming after the children with that issue, that's when we've got a problem. When, when your school district is teaching children from the ages of five all the way up to 17 and 18, then you need to be very careful about the messages that you send and the implications that it may have. Carlton, can you stick around for one more segment? Sure. You bet. All right. Moving on into the Dave Ellswick Show, third hour, 9 o'clock. Uh, we want to finish up with the state representative dealing with this, uh, what we've been talking about, the uh, Pulaski Special School District. And then uh, standing on the on-duck circle is the mayor of North Little Rock. And Terry will be here in just a few moments. Yeah, let's uh, let's continue on. You had a question you wanted to ask Carlton before we yeah, got into this. Yeah, uh, Representative, you had, when you had your conversation with uh, Superintendent McNulty, you had said that you had kind of, and, and I'm trying to remember exactly what you said, but that basically you wanted to see the post taken down. And what was his response to you when you asked him that? Yeah. yeah, so when I had a chance to talk with uh, Dr. McNulty, I mean, he, he expressed that, you know, they felt like they were uh, constitutionally, uh, you know, they had the, the right to, um, they weren't violating any laws by, by making these posts. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily challenge that, but my, you know, my, my concern with him is, is, the, is the topics that are raised, especially with this age segment that we're raising them with, and most particular our elementary school children, that it's inappropriate. And so um, that that's, was the response to that. And, uh, and so your thoughts were, you would like to see them taken down. Those mine is what I'm hearing, though, correct? Yes. I, yeah, I, I think that this particular issue is something for adults to discuss. Uh, and when we're talking about our five, children as young as five years old, uh, these children do not need uh, and won't, can't even comprehend or understand these issues that are being thrust upon them uh, right now. And so this is, that's why, you know, when, we, when you see what's going on in some schools across the country, uh, it's just wholly inappropriate. I mean, we, we, what's happening with these children is you're taking children who are going to go through normal issues of, of insecurity and instability through all childhood and adolescence. And when we pile this on top of them, and this, it, it, it's just, it, this is not a way for them to find true peace and happiness and joy in who they are if, they're, if they have this thrust upon them as well. And I think there is, while I do believe, as I said before, I think there are very, very good people on both sides of this issue. And the people who are on the other side of this issue, I think the vast majority of them want to be inclusive and to be able to share um, uh, that feeling of inclusivity with others who may not believe the same way that they do. And I think that's a wonderful trait for a civil society to have. But at the same time, we also have to understand and be able to teach what is true and also what is appropriate. And timing is very important in this issue. And, and uh, children as young as five do not need to be having these kinds of messages supported and espoused 
by their educational institution. Do you think that this is something in a couple of years that needs to be taken up by the state legislature? Well, um, I mean, one of the that's you know one of those things you you know you're, you've got various levels of government, and the best level of government is the most local level of government. And what I would encourage the parents of the Pulaski County Special School District to do is to reach out to their representatives. You know, they are the ones that are in charge of this. It is our taxes that pays for this school district. And so they have every right to reach out to those whom they have hired to lead their children. And they have every right to do so. And I encourage them to do so. But I do be very civil. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but be very present. You can feel free to let your opinion be known and also ask questions. Don't, don't feel like you're going to call and go on a three-minute rant and then hang up. Again, if you do that, then you will have accomplished your purpose, which was to relieve yourself of some stresses that you were feeling. But if you really want to effectuate change, reach out civilly, ask them questions, why do you feel that this is appropriate or what, you know, feel free to ask questions and have a dialogue. In the process, you might learn some things that could be valuable. But, uh, but do reach out and take, take part in things. I've always told people when I've counseled uh, parents, is parenting is like pushing a bowling ball up a hill. You have to be fully engaged and in the right position with both hands on that ball to push it up the hill. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get lackadaisical, you're going to lose control of that bowling ball, and gravity is going to take its natural course and run that thing down the hill. And you can look around, and you can see a lot of parents chasing bowling balls down the hill. And so we've got to be very engaged in the lives of our children. And this is not just for parents, because we in society all have a vested interest in the next generation. And we want our children to be prepared for the challenges that they will face. Ronald Reagan famously said we are only one generation away from tyranny. We don't ever take what we have, the freedoms that we have in this government, for granted. And so that's why our children are our most precious resource. And so I encourage our parents and I encourage everyone to be able to take part in this. Reach out to your representatives and ask questions. Be civil, listen, learn and have an opportunity to teach some truth. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, and I think also the other key, in last night, in the in for the most part, well, I'd say 95% or greater of the parents who are questioning this have been extremely civil, and there has, there has been no hate towards the LGBTQ uh, uh, community. It's simply saying, hey, this does not need to be in schools, and they have reached out to their school board representatives and to the district they're just they're just hitting brick walls and i agree with what you're saying but i think also the key is for those people to not give up if you stay with it be uh you know have resolve and just because you're hitting that that wall keep going back to that wall all right yes yeah all right carlton we appreciate your time Thank you. Always good to talk to you guys, Dave. We need to talk about fishing sometime, too. Oh, oh yeah, I, I yeah. I want you to come on and talk about fishing. They had free fishing all but, last weekend. But you've never offered yeah. to take me and Dave fishing, though. Oh, now we need to do that. Yeah, we might be able to do that. You might, we might you be able to. 
Yeah, the next episode of Arkansas's Great Outdoors, we'll have you. We'll have you guys on. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I might be convinced into doing that. I've done some fishing on the red and the white before. I've enjoyed myself here in the state. Thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, it's a tough issue, and it's one that needs to be talked about. And I'm glad that you gave us the time to uh, let us know your thoughts. Thank you very much, guys. Always good to talk to you. All right, Carlton Wing here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, state representative here in Arkansas. Yeah, and Carlton is is one of the good guys. You may not agree with everything that he stands for. I mean, he and I got into it a little bit about affirmative action yeah. uh, this year, uh, but I I think that uh, got a in, good heart. In a couple of years, we're going to see a different vote yeah. for him. He's, that, he, that Carlton's got that. a good heart. He's got a good heart. Oh, I yeah. I agree, and he thinks about things. Yeah. He really does. He thinks about things. All right, we've got to get our first break in. Let me do that. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I tried to get Eric on yesterday, but he had a, a, a business full of people and couldn't spend any time with us because I wanted him to talk a little bit about uh, big gifts for, for Dad coming up this Sunday because it is Father's Day. And uh, he agreed with me. Watches are the thing. And he's got plenty of watches for you to look at. Uh, that dad might enjoy putting on his wrist. And there's other things as well. Why don't you give him a call or drop by and visit with him and have him show you some great things. I mean, look, Eric wears some really great jewelry himself, uh, manly man kind of jewelry, you know, that's got big heavy jewelry on your your wrist and uh, have turquoise in them and things of that nature. Uh, give him, go by and visit him. He's at uh, 3000 Cavanaugh, Suite E. He's open today and every day, Monday through Saturday, from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Highest quality, large display cases. He's got unique creations. Uh, you need to know about estate jewelry. He can take you all through that. How much is it worth? Do you want to trade it in? Do you want cash for it? All of that uh, when you come and visit him. And he'll take care of your repairs and cleaning as well. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 